I've come to settle the score once and for all. Viral. Now, you have my helmet. Give it back! <clears throat> or, so I'd like to say. But first things first. Put some clothes on! Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm only 10. He's 30-ish. <laughs> yeah, please. 10 he's, times no, 3. No, no, no. I'm going to assert he's definitely in his 30s, please. Regardless of what that bar owner thought. Oh, <laughs> zing. And that's good, because he needs to put some clothes on. He's Ray. Hi. I'm normally blue from... Pokemon Generations. <laughs> Are you feeling sad today? Well, not really, actually. Okay, so that's why you're not blue. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> blue balls. <laughs> Zing. What's this bozo gotten himself into now? Is Andy. <laughs> I ask myself that all the time at my job. It's like, oh, I signed them more papers. What the hell did I get myself into? Well, you got on a podcast with the two of us, so... That is actually <laughs> the real reason. Oh my god, I'm with... My husband and my mini husband, or my, but it's weird because <laughs> you're bigger than my, anyway. Mega husband! <laughs> yes, sir. My husband and mega husband. So. I'm, I'm like your gamma radiation husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Oh, sad! That's so sad! Like oh. a Hulk. It's not sad. And chemo. <laughs> I didn't have radiation. <laughs> I was gonna say, they don't give you gamma radiation, anyways. Close Wait, enough. no, they do, actually. And I've had enough of Josh's impudence. I'm Bill. <laughs> yeah, where's Josh? I don't know. Don't okay. care. Suffering <laughs> from impunity. <laughs> All right, well, uh, hey, guys. It's just like D&D. He's not here, so he doesn't exist. It's <laughs> That's true. He may just randomly <laughs> pop into Josh? existence somewhere in this episode. How oh, how How is life? Much. It's Friday. It's good. It's Friday. I'm it tired. It's Friday. I am... I'm a little wired, but um, I yeah, I'm sure I, I'll be exhausted after like about ten minutes talking about this episode because this week we're talking about episode number seven of Gurren Lagann. You're gonna do it, and um, I found that like, and this is just a for our first aside here. I found that in Gurren Lagann there are two titles on uh-huh. each episode. Have you noticed that that like there's a yeah. title, but then there's like the Japanese title and it's translated, and like I it's just so weird. It's just like the subtitles being on. They're the Japanese translation, mm-hmm. not subtitles of what's actually being said in the yeah. dub. Because I watch everything with subtitles on. Yeah, you just you're that kind of person. Generally. Yeah, and it's really kind of jarring to have them saying something and saying almost the same thing, but just not quite. But it's not quite. It like bothers me a little bit. Yeah, when I see it, it throws it off a lot. Because I was like, wait, they didn't just say that. Yeah, <laughs> or they said something else. It's so weird. Uh, but we'll be talking about that episode this week, and I want to just, full disclosure, 
this episode was uh, recorded last week uh, when I was not able to be here. It was You were going to get just a Josh and a Bill episode, um, but Josh doesn't know how to run technology. So here we are recording it again. I'm sorry, Bill. You have to talk about this episode again. It wasn't my setup. It wasn't my microphone. I don't do any of this. I thought something was wrong. Yeah, the fact that you thought something was wrong, that that in itself says something. Um, but it's okay. We have a better Josh. We have we have uh, we have. Look, <laughs> well, like, you're better than Josh. I, I said that wrong, didn't yeah. I? I said, I said that very wrong. He's, a, he's <laughs> not a better Josh. He's a smaller me. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, we, a mini Bill. We have we have another Bill. Uh, Ray, who's here this week from our episodes of uh, Pokemon Generations. Uh, Ray. I just want to, uh, you know... Andy! <laughs> I said that really excited, I know. I'm just really excited to have you on here. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> this was your... Was this your first time watching Gurren Lagann? I can't remember if you've ever watched episodes with me randomly. I watched the first episode, parts of it with you, and then... Uh, I think that was the f- this was the first episode I watched all the way through. Okay. Without knowing much of any of the story. Right. So I think this will be an interesting discussion today. The fact that you don't really know what's going on. Um, we kind of gave you a quick little rundown, and there's always that little weird monologue at the beginning of each episode. But it will be interesting, I think, to get your perspective on the characters, on all of it, since it's a really fresh perspective. Well, I can summarize. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we, we get to like some of these characters, I definitely want to hear your opinion okay. on, on what you think of the character designs, what you think of like the characters themselves, because we've talked a lot so far about the characters in particular in this anime. Very character-driven. I only I remember a couple of the names, so you'll have to... We'll, you know. we'll, yeah, we'll fill in the blanks for you. Okay. Um, but before we get to that, we've all got to start with nerd news, as always. So, uh, who has some nerd news this week? I can start. Go for it! Wow, there's no Josh here to immediately just start talking. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I got my most of my order of Wave 1 of Transformers Generations Power of the Primes. Uh-huh. And These are the newest line from the uh, the, the Transformer toys. Yes. The Generations subline. Which we've talked about here and there on, yeah, on the podcast absolutely. about yep. certain things with it. Um, I'm still waiting for my two Voyagers, uh, Starscream and Grimlock. And those are Voyagers, again, I think we we might have mentioned this in an earlier episode too, but Voyagers are the bigger ones. They're the $25-ish price point. Um, so when you're doing a combiner, they're the center of the combiner. Yeah. Which both of these are combiner centers. Mm-hmm. Volcanicus will be the Dinobot combiner. And it's Grimlock wearing a crown, it mm-hmm. appears. Mm-hmm. And King Starscream will be the Starscream combiner. Which is awesome. And again, it's Starscream's head wearing a crown. That is pretty That's awesome. Um, this is the first time, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first time that the Dinobots have ever gotten a combining form in any fashion, right? It's not the first time there's been Dinobot combiners, but it's the first time that the core, true Dinobot team has been put together as a combiner. Okay, okay. I'm curious. In so, toy form. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil it. I want to see it, I think, live when you get it. Um, but I am very curious in my head, like, how they're going to combine, knowing how different the Dinobots are in comparison to the other ones, as far as, like, the way that they look, you know, their their body structure, very different from, like, the cars. I can understand, like, the cars combining, like, the planes combining. But So I'm really interested. I, I, I don't want to be spoiled on it. I'm going to wait till you, you get all that. I want to see it put together. But that is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. But one of the other characters has some controversy. Okay. There's controversy? Um, Jazz. 
Yeah, okay, Jazz. Yeah, I remember uh, that from the cartoon. Yeah, the uh, I can't remember what kind of car he was. It was um, like a like a Porsche. A Porsche, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. White, uh, white, and was, he was like a white racing Porsche. So it was white, and then he had like a blue and red stripes yeah. and stickers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, at least, he was voiced by Scatman Crothers, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I think you're right on that. The Holleran from uh, The Shining. Oh, okay. Um, the guy who was saying, uh, you've got yeah, the, the, the shining in yep, here or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I gotcha. Well, the controversy though, is that the power of the primes jazz also combiner limb, by the way, okay. uh, has four Cybertronian symbols on one of his panels. Okay. And if you take a Cybertronian to English, you know, translation, translator, uh, the four Symbols are M-A-G-A. M-A-G-A? Yep. Some people are taking that as a MAGA? Make America Great Again. Because oh. apparently that's... Oh! That MAGA acronym has been used... Really? By Trump supporters. Yep. Huh. Wow. Why would they... Okay, why would they add uh, lettering? I don't really recall any other character having Cybertronian lettering on them before. I don't really know either. Like I said, Jazz does have lettering on him because he is kind of a, a race car. Mm-hmm. Has there been any other speculation on what else that might just actually reference or, or, or be? Like, is there any other acronyms that it could be aside from that? Not that I know of or not that's been mentioned. Yeah. And it's not been officially been owned by Hasbro. But apparently there was some, I guess there was a little bit of freelance design that was done with some of the characters. Okay. And they think that that lettering was part of that. Hmm. So Hasbro, who puts out these toys, uh-huh. they, in this case, for some of these toys that they're producing right now, are not actually designing them? Well, I think they're designing them overall, but I think some of the uh, some of the graphic design, you know, this character being one that has racing stripes and decals and stuff on him, mm-hmm. I think some of that graphic design work was being outsourced. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's messed That's up. Yeah, because there's not really any other acronyms that really fall into that. Nothing that I can think yeah. of. It's like some weird subliminal messaging in a way, you know. Well, because... even, even barely that, because if you don't, like, I'm a big Transformers fan, and I don't have Cybertronian, you know, at my beck and call. Yeah. I would never have noticed that, ever. Right, right. That'd be like, uh, you know... I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I don't know Elvish. Right. Like, if, like, someone had, like, snuck in, like, some Elvish <laughs> writing on, like, a like a Gandalf figure that I bought or something. You know, I wouldn't have been able to pick that up either. Right. But that's that's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Yeah, so it's... you have that figure, right? I do. So I... you'll have to show me at some point the, the lettering where that's yep, at. Yep, I'm, can... I'm really, once really we, curious. Once we wrap, we'll go uh, take a look at it real okay, quick. Okay, cool. Um, He's well... actually one I haven't opened yet because I've been trying to pace myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very, very... Uh... I don't know. That's a that's a lot for you to like hold back. That's I, I, I just imagine like <laughs> here's my image in, your, in my head of you, Bill. When you get a whole crate full of like new Transformer things, buying it this way, I just imagine coming in and like the floor is just like full of like parts and wrapping, and you're like Scrooge McDucking all over the floor. <laughs> like that'd be that'd be I, what I imagine. I want to, <laughs> and there's definitely <laughs> yes, I just made Scrooge McDuck a verb. Thank you. I, I want to, and there's definitely part of me that's it's hard hard to hold back. <laughs> yes. But I've been opening one a night, mm-hmm. you know, doing my Instagram pictures of them. Right, right. Taking each time with each one to really kind of, you know, transform it back and forth a couple times and take it in. And Yeah. 
What's your What's your Instagram tag again, so people can look for, uh, look that up? Uh, you can find me Bill Little, and this is spelled just like B I L L L I T T L E, nineteen eighty two. There you go. So follow him on Instagram, guys, and you can see all these really cool, uh, it's like the, the 12 days of Christmas, but like of Transformers here. Uh, but it's like 365 days with occasional <laughs> other things sprinkled in, um, but mostly Transformers. So go mostly definitely go, Transformers. Yeah, definitely go follow his Instagram. Power Rangers get a pretty heavy, uh, rotation too. Some of the Marvel stuff. Some of the Marvel stuff, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go check that out. Um, I guess I've got some nerd news that transitions somewhat into this, as you mentioned, you know, the Make America Great Again sort of thing. Uh, and this is more of a serious note, and I've, I've talked about this on in the break card before, but if you were following the news in any way, or even just social media, you've probably heard a lot of rumble lately about net neutrality. And I just wanted to say briefly, and again, we don't get political very often on this show, but... You know, if you are not familiar with what's going on with net neutrality, I urge you to do a little bit of uh, searching on it. Uh, in the short version of it, the FCC has voted three to two to uh, do away with the 2015 laws in place protecting, uh, you know, the the use of the internet in in several different ways through net neutrality. And even though it may not bring about super crazy things, you know, it's a lot of speculations right now of what's going to happen potentially to the internet. It's just one step further in a year's worth of trying to change the status quo, trying to, I think, change things in a very negative sort of way. Uh, But because of the fact that they voted does not mean this is over. If you want to protect net neutrality, I encourage every single one of you to contact your congressman uh, to, to send emails, phone calls, letters, uh, whatever you can do to let them know that you want your internet safe, protected, uh, without media companies, uh, you know, these, these ISPs stepping in and, and doing whatever the hell they want and potentially charging more for things. So uh, if you want to fight that fight, I would highly urge it. And I say that only as someone who produces podcasts and tries to, you know, have a really established, you know, site and things as a hobby and... I know it's we don't know exactly what could happen, but I don't like the idea that there that ISPs could slow down rates for people that don't pay extra, you know, to have their stuff promoted or to charge extra if you want to get podcast content when podcasts should be free and open for all people. So I, I just I just wanted to say that it's a little bit serious, but I'm very passionate about this. I have been emailing and I will continue to email uh, and and send you know a message to. Our, to, to our wonderful senators in Iowa, uh, and wherever you are, you should do the same to let them know that this is not okay. Stepping off my soapbox. <laughs> it's a large soapbox. Thank you. I think the verbiage is damaging, too, where they keep saying net neutrality is dead. It is not. It's still got it's still got to go through the courts and it's still got to go through Congress. Uh, so just because the FCC votes does not mean this is over. Uh, so make your voice heard. The more people that hear this, the more likely things are going to get overturned. And that's just, that's just the way of the world. You know, we're, we're living in some ways in some scary times with, with uh, some scary things going on, but people have power and people have a voice. And if you care about something enough, you should have your voice be heard because one voice added with another with another can bring change. I couldn't have said it better myself. Ray, do you yes. have any nerd news this week to add to, uh, to the, it's going to bring us up from that. Anything you can think of nerd news related in the media or games or anything that's going on? Uh, Star Wars just came out. 
Oh, yeah, you want to talk a little bit about Star Wars? We haven't watched it, right? Uh, I still haven't watched Rogue One yet. Oh, yes, yeah. I actually kind of want to watch Rogue One. That's one of the few Star Wars things I actually am kind of interested in. I know it's old news, and probably everyone who's listening has already watched it. Um, but the new Star Wars movie did just come out. It's it's interesting because, and I had I've had conversations with people about the new Star Wars already, and I've been paying attention to social media. It seems that, and I don't know, Bill, if you've noticed it too on social media, and maybe you too on Twitter, I've seen a very somewhat negative view of this Star Wars movie from a lot of people. Yeah, well, a little bit I've heard. Uh, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, neither am I. Ray's the biggest Star Wars fan in the room. Yeah, right here. I haven't. I haven't seen Rogue One. I haven't seen Episode Seven. Episode Seven. Um, I haven't even seen probably the majority of the prequels. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I mm-hmm. can't tell you what goes with what movie. But yeah, what little bit I've have seen in drips and drabs has been bad, mm-hmm. or at least lukewarm. Not as good. Not yeah. It's one of those things where. For me, I've seen a lot of very negative uh, negative feedback from people who consider themselves to be pretty heavy-duty Star Wars fans. I don't know if that's just, you know, maybe being nitpicky, but I was I had an opportunity to talk to one of my students today, because uh, he, he asked me today, he said, have you seen, did you go see uh, the new Star Wars movie? And I told him, I'm not really that big of a Star Wars fan, but he said he loved it. He absolutely loved it. It was his favorite Star Wars movie of anything that he's seen. Really? Yes. And I got to talking to him a little bit, and he's like, and he, 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 he and I discussed this, uh, you know... That maybe this movie, you know, seems to be appealing very heavily to people around his age. He's like, you know, he's talking about the other people he went with, you know, some of his friends. He knows that having a very strong, you know, very very strong feelings and positive feelings from people around his age, you know, teenagers and, you know, maybe early 20s. So I don't know if maybe this movie, and I don't know if that's saying anything about the tastes of this generation or if it's saying like about biases based on people who have been watching these movies for a long time and expect something, but it sounds like there's a, there's a generation gap almost. Or it's, we're, we're getting old. That, that could be. <laughs> I could see where this movie was made for millennials and not for the old fans. Mm-hmm. That would, that would make sense. I mean, that's where your money is really going to come from. I think. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder if most of that hubbub came from, you know, diehard Star Wars fans because they have the set idealism about about it and how it should go. Well, especially at this but, point, is, is anything going to be good enough? I mean, I know no, ep- yeah. I know Episode 7 <laughs> got pretty good reviews in general, but really, is anything going to be good enough ever? Well, it better be because they were already planning, what, three more trilogies, they said, or something like that? Three more like trilogies? I think it was three more trilogies that they, they were going to be working on over the next several years. Um, Hachi Machi. I know. It's, they're going to milk that until it's dead. Yep. Because um, now it's Disney who... It is Disney. Oh, that's Disney. some nerd news. We didn't talk about that, I don't think. Uh, Disney has acquired Fox. Yes. That is an interesting thing mm-hmm. all in itself, since we're already kind of on the Disney train. Yeah, Disney now uh, owns... I don't know if they own all of Fox. They own certain parts of Fox, I do believe. Uh, more specifically, a lot of the uh, sort of media stuff. So uh-huh. they have rights to a lot of their movie properties. Uh, the most notable one, obviously, being the X-Men universe. And I do believe also the Fantastic Four universe. Oh, the X-Men... No, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they're, they're both yeah, the same. I was thinking, yeah, they are. Yeah. So this means, and this is where... I get kind of excited. And I'm not I'm not saying that I dislike the X-Men movies. I'm one of those rare people that has not has not hated a single well, okay, maybe X-Men 3, The Last Stand, but you know, has not really disliked any of the X-Men movies. I've enjoyed pretty much everything that Fox has been doing with it. Um but this does mean that potentially 
we could see some X-Men crossover into the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which would be pretty darn cool. Well, it would be a great place to go once the Avengers movies end. Mm-hmm. You know, what else are you going to do? That's true. You've got You've actually got a large amount of possible stories that can cross over. Because you think of, uh, what was it, Avengers versus X-Men? Yep. That that makes the most sense, in all honesty, oh, yeah. where to go next. Because that was a huge and recent enough... Co- is that series even... Is that is that still going on? Or is there, there like ramifications no, I, I think, of things still going on from that? I think ramifications. I kind of read it collected, so I'm not sure, uh-huh. you know, month to month what's happening. But um, I think there are ramifications of it that are still being felt. So aside from that, is there any other, like, what do you think about some of the other properties? Like think about what Fox owns. Fox owns, I do believe like the aliens mm-hmm. um, franchise. They own um, obviously Deadpool being part of the, the, the Marvel or the, I wonder uh, what's going to happen to Deadpool. I can't see Disney putting out Deadpool. I, uh, I can't, yeah. I can't see that. I could see Disney like basically creating a, or or handing it off to something that they already own that's like not not branded as Disney. Well, leaving Fox, Fox, it's just owned by Disney, but leaving it Fox. Yeah, and letting that be its mature. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense, and they don't have to worry about like, you know, the 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 image of of Disney. I feel like we're being listened to because as soon as I brought up Google, it said, "What the Disney What the Disney Fox deal means for Power Rangers." <laughs> Huh? That's creepy, <laughs> that phone. Creepy. That's real. They are listening. Uh, so Power Rangers apparently is owned. Is, is Power Rangers Fox? Disney once owned the Power Rangers franchise as a whole, which it purchased from Saban in two thousand one. Hmm. Uh, the franchise didn't flourish with Disney. I do remember. Came that. Saban would then purchase rights back in two thousand ten. Is Saban hmm. part of Fox? No. I guess no. I guess it wouldn't have been. Um. But they played Power Rangers on Fox. Though, they right? did, back though. The yeah, it was, yeah, that was on yeah. Fox back in the day, at least mm-hmm. locally where we the, were. The movies yeah. were produced and distributed by 20th Century Fox. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So those rights will move over to Disney. Hmm. So the movie rights. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. There's that. There's Aliens. There's uh, there's uh, Avatar, right? Which, you know, that, that, that gives maybe an opportunity to maybe do a sequel to Avatar, uh, finally. Even though, I don't know, if people are really jonesing for that by Yeah, they're means. really into doing it, but... I don't, I don't know. I don't why. know. I don't know if the fans would, if there's not fans there. The first movie was interesting. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it was not this big be all end all that they wanted it to be, you know, yeah. kind of like experience. Of and I mean, there was a handful of fans who were nuts for the movie. Absolutely. But, but I wonder how many of those were still like, you know, rocking the blue body paint and yeah. living in their backyard. <laughs> I'm sure there were a few. I secretly do. I know there were, but how many are still doing it at this point? Yeah, no, it's, I hope, hopefully none of them are still doing it at this point. That would be, that'd be a little much. So yeah, that's interesting developments. We'll see where that goes, I think, in the long run. Um, you know, especially with things like Deadpool and things that are going to be released fairly soon. You right. Know, yeah. How that's going to play out, so. Well, with that out of the way, I think we should probably get into this week's episode. Episode 7 of Gurren Lagann. not do it. <laughs> yeah, well, this would have been Josh's review, um, but Josh is currently not here. So I actually stepped up and wrote a review. So we will uh, we'll just kind of run with it, and we'll talk about it, and we'll get Ray, the virgin of Whoa. Gurren Lagann's opinion here on the show. So you're busting my Gurren Lagann ver- cherry? Yes, we he's, are. He's drilling your Gurren Lagann oh, cherry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drill into that Drill manly, ice. manly core. Um, <laughs> spiral energy. Spiral energy, baby. Uh, so... This episode, we open with our same typical dramatic recap. Ray, I don't know if you know, but that 
this is a story of a man, uh, is played every single time, and it gets really, really old. This is a story of a girl. It's not even that it's played every time. <laughs> it's, it's that it's redone every time. This is a story of a man who doesn't care about destiny, but has a destiny and punches it in the nuts and <laughs> is I think that full, was of quote, dude, full of fire and farts. And I don't know. <laughs> that was a word for word quote, by the way. Uh, you know, what's interesting. Just open up with dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Right. This is the story of a right. dude, bro. Um, but what's interesting here is that they recap as always the last episode. And I feel like this 30 second recap does better justice than the full episode last week. Yeah. <laughs> really does. It does. <laughs> Very terrible. Just get it all in one go in 30 seconds, right? Very terrible. Yeah, they should have. It was it was pointless. Well, uh, I can say it's better than some other animes that will, like, replay the first, like, minute and a half of the last episode, and you're like, come on, I've already seen this. And if you're binge-watching that, that's a bitch, because you're like, I gotta watch this shit again. That would get old. What what are you thinking of in particular that does that? Like, uh... Um, I've been watching, uh... uh, D. Grayman. Mm -hmm. They did a little bit of that. Okay. um, Because I, you know, I got the Funimation subscription. I've been, um... I've watched the first season of that, so I was like, oh, they have got the second season. So I started watching it, and I'm like, Oh man, why are they recapping the same garbage? So we finish up this quick recap and we get Viral, who we remember from the last episode, randomly shows up to try to bring the plot back in right. <laughs> after a really terrible bathhouse episode. I think he was my favorite character this episode because I totally want teeth like that. You have one tooth like that and you constantly bite your cheek. I do. <laughs> well, my lip. But, yeah. And you. And me. Um, but no, he has really crazy teeth. And actually, they're really they're really highlighted in the scene where like he's just kind of standing and he's silhouetted. It's actually kind of a cool image. It's probably my favorite visual of the whole episode where they've got this like bright light behind this silvery gunman. And he's got these just like shining teeth that are like jagged. And it's, it's pretty darn cool. We had a discussion since he's a beast man. Okay. What do you think he is? We all have already set our take on it, but I'm curious what you as an outsider... Yeah, because the Um, Beast Man, like you saw in the episode, there's the the general who's who's obviously an ape we'll talk about. Oh, So all of these characters, these Beastmen, are basically humanistic with a core animal. Yeah. So if you had to guess... I would say a piranha. Really? The piranha have the large teeth. His... Is it a gunman? Gunman, yeah. Uh, the gunman has like uh, that really sharp mohawk that's kind of fish-like, like a oh. fin. I would say he's closer to a piranha. That's interesting. Then that's very interesting because I know one of the options we threw out when we discussed it earlier was tiger shark. It oh, is. Okay. We did. That's true. Okay. That's interesting. But they don't really play it out like that or anything like they did with the gorilla guy. Yeah, no. It's that's why. Yeah. I, that's why I was curious because yeah. it. He never really comes across as what he is. I mean, he's got long teeth. He's mm-hmm. got. Uh, shark claws. Oh, I didn't even see the claws. So. Does he have a tail? I don't think he has a tail. I could oh. be wrong, but I don't think he has a tail. But Viral, uh, once again, kind of calls Kamina a naked ape, which I love that insult. I just, I don't know why I love it so much. He's just like, you <laughs> naked ape. And it's just like, well, I guess that makes sense because they're, you know, they're, they're animals. They're, they're these, well, yeah. these beastmen. So they're... like they, they, they see these human beings as being like, you're weird looking and wrong. Yeah, there's a, there's a book about, I think, human like sociology called The Naked Ape. So. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. You'll have to link me to that later. Doesn't he say that part when they're actually naked, like standing in front of us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> part literally... of the joke. Uh, yeah. This is part of the joke that they, that goes back to the last episode because in the last episode, as we talked about uh, last week, or was released last week, talking about a couple weeks ago, 
uh, was that they were in the bathhouse, and while they were in the actual hot springs, they get attacked. So, like, they're naked the whole time, trying to rush to get to the gunman, and, uh, okay. and hilarity ensues. So you're absolutely right. Um, it it kind of leads to this sort of uh, comical moment after Viral demands to get his helmet back, and uh, we we get that scene where they're all naked, and he says... But first, put some clothes on! Which I love that line. Viral's just like, I don't want to fight you until you have some goddamn pants on. Because you're <laughs> freaking me the hell out. We go to the title card. We then cut back to the showdown. And uh, during the showdown, there's a back and forth fight between Viral and Kamina. While the rest just sort of cheer on. And it's kind of cool. And, and, and I know you guys disagree. Well, I know Bill disagreed with me when we were talking about this. When we were watching the episode before we came down here to record. But we get this neat effect where, essentially, the two gunmen are fighting, but instead of watching them fight, we get this scene where Viral and Kamina are kind of like face-to-face, like kind of like, almost like grappling, but you see like inside of the mech with like a, like a weird, like kind of shifty line effect. Scribbles. Yeah, scribbles. I thought it was kind of cool. I don't disagree with you that it was cool in a, a vacuum, mm-hmm. but with all the lazy animation we've been dealing with the last couple episodes especially... It just comes across as another instance of them being lazy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much an art choice as it was a budget choice. Yeah. This anime had sterling animation every episode, looked gorgeous, and then they did this. I'd say, yes, I understand why that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of think that the I think that the choice to do it here, like I agree, it would have been cooler if we actually got more actual combat in this episode. And, and we do get some a decent amount of combat in this episode, but... You're right, there are some lazy choices. Not quite as bad as last episode. I mean, I don't think anything could beat last episode's laziness. No, it wasn't as bad as last episode. But, but I, it's definitely noticeable. It's still on that trend. Absolutely. They are getting their clothes back on at this point, by the way. Uh, the rest of the, the, the people gathered there, uh, Yoko and everyone else. Uh, and during the fight, Viral says, Defeating a naked, naked ape would win me no honor among those who matter. Which I thought was a weird line, but I love that you yeah. call them a naked, naked ape. Because, like, it's like, you're a naked ape because you have no fur, but now you're a naked, naked ape because you're not wearing clothes either. Right. I thought that was a good line. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, it was on, in all caps, too, so... Yes. In the, in the it w- was in the subtitles, yeah. wasn't it? It was, yeah. like, all, like... Like, screaming it. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, wear some fucking pants. Um, <laughs> he says that he's a warrior of the capital, which at first I'm like, alright, like, whatever mm-hmm. that means. And sure, dude. What's funny, because, like, Kamina and Simone are just, like, don't even know either. They're like, what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? You're crazy. We get more info kind of sprinkled in as Gurren Lagann continues to get his ass completely kicked. Uh, we learn that the capital is more than just a base. It's apparently a place of soul civilization on the surface world, and it's ruled by someone called the Spiral King. We get our, our typical info dump here yep. um, during this combat. So, apparently, the combat is boring enough to allow us to get all this information, which is vital to the story. Yeah. So if Um, I had to guess who the Spiral King was, uh he's probably the shaft with a drill top on the head, and he's got two little balls at the bottom of her feet. That is not a bad guess, considering this anime. (laughs) (laughs) That's my picture for him now. (laughs) I I think Ray has picked up enough on this anime that everything is basically a dick. Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is our first kind of, like, mention of of this sort of background stuff. And it sounds like it's going to play... And again, you're, I, I, I think you've watched a few more episodes than I have. I, I finished it. Yeah, and I have not. Um, I'm, I think I've only read, watched a couple more episodes after this one. So I don't really know where this goes. 
it, it seems that this is just going to be the first of, of a, a really long arc, you know, leading to these these four different uh, these these there's going to be more of these generals as we're going to find yeah. out these more people. Um, what were they called generals of what of the Spiral King? I think was it just something? Yeah, like, I think it was just I think it was just that. We get massive explosions, more struggling, yelling about the helmet. Um, there's a line in here. It's uh, uh, I think it's Kamini who says it. Uh, you mean after all that speechifying of yours, that's what you want? Talking about the helmet, which yeah. I loved. I just love the line speechifying. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, we were watching it, and I think you would even ask, like, is that a word? <laughs> is it? It's not. Okay. Okay. I am off duty, but I, I figure I could at least give you that much. You're always on duty. Uh, yeah. Booty duty. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Whoa. It's been a long day at work. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Viral's sword gets broken in this scene. Am I right? I feel like his sword gets broken during this fight. I think so, but there's a lot of sword breakage in this show. There really is. I think there is a... Gets caught by the two wrist drills and broke at yeah. some point. And I think this is why he uses his secondary weapon a little bit later. Um, yeah. But the sword he has definitely breaks. And then he says, To feel the power of the capital, which is apparently a massive incoming explosion of some sort. Um, and, uh, they think that the capital is a mountain on the horizon, but in reality, it's just a giant mobile gunman. Like a mobile suited gunman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the things we've been talking They're about. They're all kind of mobile suits. They are. We've been talking about how this, this anime kind of is. A ripoff. Yeah, ripoff may be parody if you're being nice. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely some parody elements to it. That was one of the reasons I wasn't so sure about it at first. Like, and, and it's never clear if they're being straight with it or if they're being... Gay. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of see that in some of the animation, though, too. Because if you look at Gurn Lagan in some of the positions and stuff, you know, where they're actually taking it seriously, mm-hmm. um, it almost has that flair of, like, a mobile Gundam suit. Right. Yeah. But then they do something like yell, you know, brotherly power, flaming chariot <laughs> kick, you know, and close. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> Which, by is the way, from Mobile Gundam. No, that's just no, such an over the top parody. Oh, gotcha. You know, anime attack name yelling. And you've only seen it one time, so that attack name changes every time. Like he has oh, a new attack. Yeah, he, that, that's that's brand new. That, that yeah, chariot kick. I think so, that's the only time you ever hear him say that. Or yeah, do that. Uh, okay. He has every time he does a big kick or a punch or something like that. He just comes up with a stupid long yeah, name he for just, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, strings along all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, so there's no really... <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, there's no, there's zero rhyme or reason. Uh, Viral then takes off his mohawk and uses it as a weapon. Because, you know, I guess. Because you do. Like like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here comes that town. Uh, as it approaches... <laughs> that uh, town. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's a big, big base or whatever the freaking gunman is. It's like a battleship. Yeah, essentially. And as it approaches... Um, this is where Ray started giggling like a schoolgirl. Um, he comes into perspective with uh, a protruding, like front part, but like in the like, middle of like it, a prow. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was very prow shaped. Yeah, yeah uh, it's very dick shaped. Yeah. Um, Ship dick. Yeah. It's not only dick shaped; it's, it's, it's dick placed. Yeah, yeah, it is dick place too. Yeah, and as you as you said, uh, it's enormous. It's uh, enormous. It's massive. Yeah, all all the female characters start gushing over it. Even even Simone gets in there with like, oh my god. And then my favorite line is, oh, I'm blushing from Liron, uh, which again, I don't love Liron and the stereotypes, but I did really giggle at that line. I thought I, it was, I thought it was funny. 
I'm warming up to Leon as a character. I really am. Yeah. I, I get there's problematic stereotype to him, but there's not a lot to latch onto for characters in this show, so... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, we are pulling straws a little bit here. Definitely not the black siblings or... The leather um, siblings. The leather siblings, yeah. <laughs> Mobile Fortress Gunman uh, Die Gunzen is the name of this, like, kind of walking fortress. Oh, okay. And uh, it turns yeah. out that this base uh, is uh, is a gunman, and it is uh, piloted by a beastman. And the beastman that is piloting it is, um, I guess, some sort of general? Yeah, he's one of the generals, apparently. Apparently there are four generals of this Spiral King, and this one is a, a giant ape. Yeah, he's a yep. big ape. Kind of like a gorilla grunt. Uh, I would say or... he's a gorilla, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's Thimoth the the Raging Wave. I think uh, that is his name, yes. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Thimol? It's a terrible name. <laughs> what? I wonder what? if it's like a translation from something, or it's... do you think it's just completely made up? I did read something about this on our last episode talking with Josh. Because I said the Raging Wave is a terrible name, because... Apparently, I, I knew later there was a another one of the generals that was water based. Okay, that one should be the wave, not the guy who's walking across the land. And then actually, I found out he's supposed to be associated with the element of fire. And the original version of him was like the crashing one or something, mm-hmm. which just makes more sense being on ground. Right. Um, also, I guess his name comes from a combination of the mineral th- uh, thiamine. Okay. And uh, a sylph. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's kind of, I don't don't, don't really think of like sylph when I think of this guy. I don't either. I don't know why that happened, but that was the, when I was researching that nickname and why the hell it was what it was, Hmm. or if there was a reason why. Okay. That's one of the things that came up on him was that was where the name came from. Hmm. Thank you for that really really informative information. Right. That was really well done research. I just tripped over it. (laughs) Just huh. there for the finding if you Over want to do the it. the walking boner of the <laughs> Dizen? Yeah. Di- yep. It is a walking boner for sure. <laughs> this is a very penis-centric anime. Yeah. Speaking of penises, Kamina uh, takes things lightly as always and makes note of uh, the shadow being cast over him for the first time. And of course, Simone is apprehensive. We get a pretty one-sided gunfight, uh, and the general of the Spiral King easily kind of deals with Gurren Lagann throughout this fight. Yeah, he just sort of peppers the entire landscape with cannon fire. Yeah, and then the Yoko and, and Liron and the others, they just kind of, like, they decide to just hide by rocks, like, you know, in a canyon or something to make sure they get away from all this. This was another that... kind of lazy animation time because they just sort of stood there and watched it and commented on it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't run away till late later. Like, they were just kind of nonchalantly hiding next to, like, the set cropping of rocks. Mm-hmm. But then later on, after after the giant nuke goes off in the oh, air, that's don't when even they're give hiding. Me a, don't get me started on that That's nuke. when they're they're like, oh, well, how did the, how the hell did they get over in a big canyon? Maybe they were so, blown that way. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Much of the fight is going on with, like, essentially Yoko staring. Yep. And you just hear, like, noises and, like, minor crashes and, like, them, like, talking to each other. And it's just, like, it just slowly zooms in on a still of, of, of Yoko. And it is. It goes on for, like, 45 seconds. Yeah. Which one's Yoko. Yoko is the the girl with the very oh, okay. large breasts and the gun. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And no clothes. Basically. And no clothes, essentially. Yeah. Bikini rifle. Bikini, Bikini rifle. rifle. Yes. Oh. Bikini rifle ginger. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, that goes on. Um, 
They beg Kamina, they as in, you know, Yoko and the others, beg Kamina to withdraw for now, but Kamina refuses, despite how damaged the gunman is. Kamina uses his fighting spirit to power up Gurren Lagann, and... Of course he refuses to pull out. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously, you know, he's just... He and Simone essentially cure, they cast cure on Gurren Lagann, um, because Gurren yeah. Lagann had taken, like, major battle damage, and he's like, FIGHTING SPIRIT! And then, like, literally energy swirls around the leg that's all mangled, and then it just suddenly is repaired. Well, we find out later it's more like temporary hit points in D&D. <laughs> because it does get broken again later. Does it really? Yeah, after the fight they show that it's... I think maybe the next episode is where they, they talk oh, about okay, it. Oh, okay, because I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, it might be the next episode. Oh, okay. The legs okay. all... Or it's the very end of this one. The legs all screwed up, and they're like, oh, well, it fixed it in the fight, but then... Oh, weird. That's... That... It, didn't, it doesn't stay fixed. Okay, that's different. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Huh. Good thing they got Leron to fix it up, I suppose. Yeah, he'd, he'd be pointless in the show otherwise. Right. <laughs> then we get a really, really ter- visually terrible explosion. Like, the, before the Mushroom Cloud, even. Did you guys pay attention to how stupid bad that was animated? Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, like... Yeah. It was kind of realistic. It was kind of like that scene with, like, the... With, like, the balls... Where it's like photorealistic, that but, was so but, weird. but then it's like it wasn't really like, like it was like a weird mix of like kind of realism, but like just really bad like Looney Tunes animation of an explosion. It was just yeah. it was just terrible. Yeah, it was just fucking awful. It doesn't matter because Gurren Lagann keeps going and uses his man on fire blazing chariot kick. <sighs> yep. The others all watch from afar until more gunmen get launched at them and they're surrounded, get literally thrown at them. And they're the ones yeah, from, right. I think, one of the earlier episodes, right? Yeah, the bullhead ones. I think it's one of the ones that actually came into... Oh, it's the Jiha, one that came into the, the city. Village, yeah. Yeah, at the very in beginning of episode first one. episode, yeah. So apparently there are more of those. Those must just be shock troops. Yeah. Yeah, you actually see Daigunzen, like, pitching them from his hands. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of like... Uh, they're putties. The Nebraska family. Yes! Hey, look at that Trigun reference right Trigun there. Trigun reference. I'm loving that. Now we just got to sneak in a, an Excel reference somehow. We're, we're good to go. So, we get a glimpse of the general, kind of for the first time, kind of up close. And again, very ape-like, as we mentioned. Uh, but the group who are surrounded by the gunmen are saved. I like, by... his little, I like his little metal sailor hat. Yes, yes. Oh, that was a sailor hat. Wasn't yeah. it? Pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, but the Yoko and the others are saved by a new gunman. And we catch a glimpse of him, and he asks, What's that bozo coming that got himself into now? Before we get to the break card. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy. First of all, I want to thank you for sticking with us as we have had a little bit of an irregular release schedule. We're going to try to get back in 2018 to releasing every Tuesday. And uh, I will take the blame uh, once again for this episode being a day late and the fact that I was getting over the stomach flu. So that is what it is. Um, But hopefully you are enjoying this episode. And with our special guest this time, Ray, from our Pokemon Generations episodes. Go back and listen to those Pokemon Generations episodes if you have not already. While you're out there on the internet, head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and start the new year off by supporting your favorite podcast by donating as little as $1 a month. Your donation will go a long way to help us pay for all of the necessary fees, hosting our podcast, putting up things on the website, all of those monetary things that go with running a web show. Definitely check that out and see what you can get for just $1 a month. For just $1 a month, you get all kinds of bonus episodes, tons, hours, hours of content, 
available to you for just $1 a month. Not to mention for $3 a month, you have access to all of our old episodes, which includes our review of Excel Saga, and now putting up our episodes of Trigun, which are slowly disappearing off the feed as well. When you're done at our Patreon, head over to questendnetwork.com and check out some other great podcasts as part of our network. If you like anime, go check out the Reanimator podcast. One of their recent episodes, episode 18, they get into this talk about the genre of mystery, which is an interesting thing for me as an English teacher who teaches mystery as part of a genre in one of my classes. Uh, they talk about it in, in, in uh, media, they talk about it in anime, and it's actually kind of a cool conversation. Go check them out. The Reanimator podcast. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast is another thing you could check out. Definitely go check out their episodes of NXT Revisited, where Troy takes you on a kind of a short but succinct and very fun listen uh, for every single episode of NXT, as was released on the WWE Network. And then also check out Nerd Control. We played a bumper for them last week. We'll probably play that same bumper here today at the end of the break card. I didn't know about this game called Grabbed by the Ghoulies which sounds like a really weird title. It's apparently a really old game. It's a lot of fun. Go check that out and everything else that they are doing. Okay, if you can't tell, my voice is starting to go, so I'm going to leave you with an advertisement and get us back to the episode. Hey, do you like video games? Do you like silly boy goofs? What about watching four dudes play video games, usually badly? Hi, my name is Nor, co-founder of Nerd Control, a video game Let's Play channel I created with my three best friends. Gregory. Dirix. Don't forget me, it's your boy Reincent. So come watch our videos every Monday through Thursday at 1 p.m. Oh, and don't forget to join us for our After Dark episodes on the weekends. The video is the only recollection of the night after we've drank too much to remember. Watch us strive for mediocrity and just have a plain old good time. And we come back from the break card. That was an amazing break card. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate You, you do such time. a great job every time. Oh, you are so kind, and this joke never gets old. I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> this is actually, I think, where we finally get Tyndall, or whatever his name, the Raging Wave. I think they finally introduce himself here. Uh, and we get this line. It's, uh, it comes from Kamina. And Kamina says, oh, yeah, well, he takes the blazing sun in his bare hands and endures the searing heat. A man's man, sustained by strength of will. And of course he's talking about himself. Of course. Because <laughs> that is coming up. To a centered. Oh, extremely. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But it's okay, the general then tries to rip Gurren apart for like 30 seconds. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, another cost-saving measure. It's just weird because, I mean, the... Dai Gunzen can totally just rip him apart. Well, his like hands are the size second. of... Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, are you just wanting to stare at the balls as you... <laughs> we do get a good cock shot. The, yeah. Balls up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you literally see the cock piece, and then they even go further after that in another shot, and it's like, oh, okay, there's the robot's junk. <laughs> it's in, I love it, because at the very beginning of the scene, he's like, they're like, he's like, you're almost torn apart. And then it just like <laughs> keeps pulling for another 40 seconds or whatever ridiculous amount of time, and I'm just like, oh my god. Someone kill me or Josh for making us watch this garbage. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it goes on for a while. Until someone shoots them free, and they're saved by none other than Dayaka from earlier on in episode two or three or something. 619? <laughs> Dayaka, Dayaka. <laughs> 619. Wait, who's this guy? Uh, Dayaka was... I, I'm joking. You know, like, Kamina? 
Oh, you're, right. you're joking, yeah. but I, when no, I first I watched through, I had no idea who the fuck it was. Really? Well, I remember yeah. Dayaka. I don't know who it is, but... <laughs> I, I actually remember Dayaka, but I did not remember Keaton. Keaton's apparently the one who showed up to save uh, yeah, the know, guy Yoko. The, the banana-looking... Yes. Neck. Yeah, that yes. was the the brother of the black siblings. Yes. Uh, and I love how comedy reacts like I did. Like, who the hell is this guy? Um, and, and Keaton gets really pissed off, which is funny. Like, he's just like, how do you not remember me? <laughs> Which is, which is good. I thought it was a little, little, little bit of humor there. Uh, apparently, Kamina has inspired others to steal gunmen. That's why they've shown up. I can't believe he was the first person to think of doing this. Yeah. I've said it before. It bears repeating. No, it does. Mm-hmm. So clearly, it didn't take Logon to do it. The special little, you know, mech that can the little, take the, over. The, the little mech that could. Yeah, the little, the little yeah. symbiote mech thing is not needed. Regular dudes not affiliated with it can steal them too. That's true. And pilot them. As long as they have the fighting spirit. So why didn't they do it before? Because they just, maybe they just didn't have the, the courage to, to be dumb enough to try to, like, you know, hijack it. The Littner Village attacked them every fucking day. Yeah. But Kamina, one of Kamina's defining traits is his his just sheer guts. Like, the fact that he doesn't care how impossible a situation is, he's going to try it. So, like, that episode where he's... Episode 2, where he's, like, on top of the gunman and, like, comically bashing it with the with the gun and then almost shoots himself. Um, You know, I, that just... It's funny, but at the same time, he's the only one who's brave enough to actually get that close to one of these things. Everyone else is trying to run away from it. Fair enough. So, I, I think that's really... And that, that really gets to why he's inspired them. You know, the fact that he's done it, now everyone else is starting to do it. Like, they're like, if this yahoo can do it, I can do it. And It's kind of like where a world record stands for decades and decades. Yeah. And as soon as one person breaks it, you know, three or four people break it. Absolutely. Yeah. It. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's that, that sort of, like, a domino effect there. It's also kind of, uh, if anyone's seen 2001 Space Odyssey, where yes. all the apes are, like... Yes. Basically throwing shit at the the monolith or whatever. Yes. Um if you think about it in that sense, I mean we as naked apes fear the unknown mm-hmm. and we try to destroy or bring down something that is possibly great. So we go back inside Dai Gunzen. Dai Gunzen. And the angry ape general is staring at screens of all the different gunmen and one of the black siblings tits. The blonde one. There's that. So yeah. that, that happened. That little bit of, you know, um, objectification <laughs> happens. I would say it's to make him look sleazy and nasty, but it happens all the time in this anime. No, it, it totally so does. Is it all sleazy? Essentially. Like, yeah, no, boobs are a very constant running <laughs> gag in this show. Yeah, I don't know if that's... But yeah, gag in quotes. They gag yeah. you with them, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bad guys go on the offensive again, and we get a humorous scene of this massive gunman just kind of punching the shit of, out of Gurren Lagann over and over again. Like, Gurren Lagann's trying to fight, and he's just like, boom, 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 just punching it down on him. Which is pretty funny, in all honesty. Isn't Gurren Lagann at this point standing on Daigun's dick? Yes, he is. Like, he's on his dick. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's standing on the D. He's, he's on the D. And, uh... And getting beat around on it? Getting beat around on the D. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. Getting, just, he's getting dick slapped everywhere. I guess he could do that thing where he like, grabs the end of it and... Twang. Yeah! Oh my god, that's exactly what he... Oh my god, why did he do that? Why did he just, like, flex his dick? And then it's like, send him flying into the air, like a Cock springboard. Yes! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, 
Yoko then reprimands Kamina for putting his life on the line. Who would be their leader, right, if he dies? Kamina repeats his line about not running away from a fight, and Simone agrees with Yoko, kind of telling Kamina that everyone is relying on him. And you have this moment where it's like, he's like he might listen to Simone, but then he doesn't. No. He just, fuck it. He's just, he's, just, he's all in. Well. He's like you playing poker. Yes. <laughs> when we talked about this before, did the first recording, Josh made a decent point that. Whoa, did you mark it up? We should mark that on the calendar. Well, Josh yeah. making a good point. It's just like Kamina making a good point And that you talk enough, eventually it's going to happen. <laughs> what he says is Kamina is still being Kamina. And Josh was trying to say, no, he's growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, Kamina is just being Kamina. He just happens to be right this time. And what he was getting at was, at this point, if I run away, then I'm just going to get killed anyway. True. You know, if he turns back and turns his back to this thing and runs away, he's a target. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to get killed. But that's not true. Because Simone does that exact thing. Well, Simone does because Kamina's still fighting. If they just uproot their forces and go... No, but I thought I thought they were still combined together. In that scene later. Where he's running away. Because cause Kamina pu- pulls his hands away, Simone takes over complete control of Gurren Lagann. He's not running away at that point. He kind of is. No, he's he's being tactical. He is, but he's still he, running away from him. He's dodging. Okay. He's being defensive. Okay, fair. But if he was to... It's like in D&D. If he turned and ran full born to, to escape, mm-hmm. he would be taking a tax of opportunity. Okay. What Simone is doing is using a disengage and taking defensive actions and traveling around doing what he's doing. Check out our upcoming podcast, uh, Douchebags and Dicks, uh, our D&D <laughs> podcast, uh, coming uh, to the question of... No, I'm done. it's not actually. Sorry. Uh, so... <laughs> And you said coming. I, oh gosh. Uh, but Simone has an idea, as we've been alluding to. He suddenly sees the ground. Like, he just looks at the ground. And he's like, oh, I have an idea. And he, again, kind of does this tactical runaway sort of thing. Kind of running full board, dodging the blasts. Uh, and he starts shooting the ground. Yes. You kind of notice him shooting the ground from time to time. Um, Simone brings Gurren Lagann to the edge of a cliff. And things look bad. And we get some evil virile laughter. But apparently Simone has surrounded the big gunman with drills and then punches the ground, causing the ground where he's already punctured to fall in and somehow manages to stay standing on the edge of a cliff even though all the, the stuff in front of him falls through. Well, it's not a cliff. It's like a like a Wile E. Coyote-style bluff. Like, it's a big spur yeah. of but then, but, but then if, like, the thing's, like, in front of him on the mainland breaks open and he falls, how come well, the girl lock on Well, he shot a hole well? through it. Oh, that seems and, unrealistic. Really? Okay, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, I know. Part of the cliff that he's standing on could still be all the way down and still stuck there. No, he was on the overhang, it's just... Yeah, he was on the overhang. Oh, it's just, he's standing okay. way out in the overhang, and I got you now. Digunzen's here, and basically he just made a hole, and he still stood out on the... Oh, yeah. I can't okay. do that. Somehow it manages to stay up, yeah. so... <laughs> basically, it's, yeah, it, he's kind of done one of these things where it falls through, mm-hmm. and he's out here on the yeah. spire. Suspension of disbelief. Er, yeah, I sure. No, it, it is far-fetched, and it is not necessarily... I suppose 
you know, so when he punches the ground to finish that off, mm-hmm. you can kind of see the green spiral energy going between the different drill bits. That's making true. A spiral. So I guess there's some of this show's internal logic magic that he's drilling a perfect hole Focusing. straight down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's my Trigon reference. Like when Vash Stampede shot holes around him in a circle to make that one exactly. section go down, but not like break any other parts of the floor. Right. Any parts of the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Similar sort of thing. I was trying to think of a good Excel example where she fell straight down. It's like when he drills, it, he it, drills well. It's, it's like, it's like that was a deep cut. That is a deep cut. Um, it's like when Il Palazzo pulls the rope and Excel yep. goes like, has a wily e. coyote moment as well. And she yeah. kind of stands there for a second. Like the, the die guns and also kind of just stands there for a moment. Like, huh? Looks down it. and then I'm trying. You're I, trying to force it. I'm drilling. Uh, so, <laughs> apparently Daigunzen isn't the whole capital, he says, and uh, it's just part of the full power, and they'll be back. A fraction of the capital's might. Well, a quarter if there's four. A quarter. A quarter is still a fraction. <laughs> that's a fraction. That's He's a right. Fraction. We cut away. Gurren Lagan walks toward a huge group of gunmen. These are resistance fighters from all over. We get a glimpse of a red-designed flag with Gurren Lagan's glasses they're, now it's that Team Gurren. They have a. They have a yeah, he gets real mad at Yoko because he's. She's like, "You're the leader of, of Team Gurren." He's like, "No, it's Team Gurren now." Broad, <laughs> how dare you say the team name wrong? Even though I didn't tell you it before. <laughs> he does get dude like, overly angry about yeah. it for absolutely no reason. Uh, we get some sort of oh, summary. Team. Yeah, you didn't tell anybody the new name. <laughs> <laughs> we get we get some summary of how the mechs repaired themselves. That's what I was talking about, how... Okay, because I, I didn't pay much attention to it. That was what we were getting at, where Logon had repaired Gurren mm-hmm. at the time, but it was still fucked up Oh, now. see, I didn't catch that part. I thought yeah. he was just, like, like I've recapping. I've seen this episode, like, four times. Okay, I, thought, I just assumed he was recapping, like, wow, you used your energy to heal it. That is cool. Um, didn't realize that that part was there. Um, they talk about what happened to some of the other village people. Not those village people. <laughs> they went to the YMCA. Some of them joined the Navy. I don't know any more village people songs. Apparently the other... God damn it. Apparently some of the other people uh, were staying in the old Littner village. Yeah, the women and children from Littner went to Giha. Went to Giha, okay. Um, and they're staying with uh, with Fat Samurai. Yeah. Our, our favorite Gee, I wonder why Fat Samurai would take all the women. <laughs> Good point. That doesn't seem kosher. Braiding. Yeah, not at all. Um, also, it's weird. It's like, well, what'd you do with your women and children? That's a little more. Yeah. I just like the fact that they keep bringing up Fat Samurai because he's my he's my all time favorite character. Is from that his anime. real name? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but but his character design, he looks like a fat samurai. It's just, it's great. It's pretty fantastic. We get a ton of new characters introduced all of a sudden, and like Kamina, I'm sure I'll never remember their names. Dude, I made the same joke <laughs> last week with Josh in the <laughs> did, first recording. Did you really? I was like, for once, I'm on board with Kamina. I don't give a shit about these guys' names either. Although, <laughs> I think Ray will agree with me, because you, you, you kind of like these guys, like from the first introduction. The two twins... They were like Tweedledee yeah, and Tweedledum. Oh, yeah. Jorgen and Ballenbow, I think. Yeah, they're like, Ballenbow! Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. stuttering. It was, yeah. it was weird. The, the one kind of weird short guy with the, yeah. the, kind of looks like a skinhead almost, with like the shaved head with the stubble. Yeah. He is, I think his name's Kid. Uh huh. And I only know this because of last week, because Josh was like, I know all these characters and their backstories and their mothers. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> I think, um, 
he has kind of a bigger role later. Mm-hmm. Not huge by any means, but right. Um, but yeah, he does at least is prominent in some of the episodes. Like okay. you see him. Kamina then gives an impassioned speech and says that tomorrow they plan to steal that giant gunman. Simone asks how, and Kamina says that Simone will manage it himself. The whole time, Yoko looks angrily on. Yep. She's got resting bitch face this whole episode. She totally does. I don't know if it's resting bitch face, or she's just sick of his crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe she wants to kill him. Maybe. Secretly. It could be. Liron then talks about how Simone's robot may be able to combine with Daigunzen, like it did with Kamina's mech. And Yoko stops in just to put her boobs in Simone's face and say, you can do it. Yeah. Which totally distracts Simone. I guess, I, you know, if I'm a young boy, young, young straight boy like him, I, I can't really blame him. It's but. still weird to me that she does that so much. She does it a lot in this anime. She's always flirting with him. and It's almost like uh, Fooly Cooly. You ever seen that anime at all? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that has mechs in it, too, but you know, you have the, I can't remember the character's names because it's been, like, years yeah, since I've seen it. Yeah, I don't remember either. But you've got the older alien girl who's always, like, messing with uh, the main character, the boy, and he's younger. Yeah, that would, that's, a, that's a good comparison. We get a quiet scene with Kamina and Yoko. Kamina is all determined-like, and he says that he wants to create a world where kids don't have to live in fear. And Yoko starts saying some nice things about Kamina for, I think, the first time this whole anime. Yeah. And uh, Kamina is calling everyone Team Daigurin, and Yoko reprimands him for being foolish because she states that the reason she's mad is that it frightened her. And we get this, like, very long pause in sexual tension between the two of them. It looks like they're going to, like, maybe do it. But then there's an explosion! I don't know if it's sexual tension, but it's, like, emotional tension. There's definitely emotional tension. But, like, it's one of those moments that, like, in a movie... They would at least kiss. They would kiss, Mm -hmm. and then, like, the next scene, they'd be, like, on a bed randomly, and clothes would be coming off. (laughs) And then, like, the next scene, like, they're laying next to each other, like, wow. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette, or something. Like, that. that's where it was going. Um, But instead of that kind of explosion, we get a a different explosion as the volcano in the distance bursts, and, uh... They don't know what it is, of course, because they've lived their whole lives underground. Uh, well, not Yoko, but even Yoko, Yoko hasn't seen a, a volcano before. <laughs> what are you doing now? He just now made a nun. I think he just made the donkey punch. Um, uh, That's how it ends. For those, for those who are not watching this visually. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Simone looks scared, but he's reassured by the two kids, and Kamenek calls the volcano a great setting for a final battle. And that is it for... Bad setting for a final battle. I I think it's badass. Um, but that leads us to the end of episode seven. You're gonna do it! And this is the part of the episode where we talk about what we thought of it. And uh, since, again, as has become custom, since I've done the review, I guess I will get us started. Uh, yeah, better than last week. Like, definitely better than last week. That's um, not saying much. It's not. I like Viral. I still like Viral. Um... I am already sensing Viral has that syndrome of he's kind of like the the villain who is prominent but is not the main villain and is not appreciated by the main villains. And I feel like that's going to eventually lead Viral to become the main villain in some way, uh, like by, like usurping power in some way. I just I feel like it's setting up for that. I don't know, 
um, if that's going to be the case. But that's just kind of how it feels right now. You know, he's he's kind of down. He's he's talked down to by the general throughout. Right. And I just I just feel like it's setting up. He's going to continue to survive somehow every time, and he's going to take over complete power and be like the last person they have to take down. That's just my guess, and you don't have to tell me if I'm right. I don't. I'm not to, I, you. I don't want to know. I'd rather not have the spoiler. It's um, like typical villainy, really. You know, you yeah. always have the undermining between the villainous team. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You have that, like, sort of like they always that 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 uh, that infighting in a way. I mean, you know, that's that that in anime that happens all the time, right? You see that in Dragon Ball Z. You see it in Sailor Moon all the damn time with yeah. like the main villains in Sailor yeah. Moon. Nephrite is killed in Sailor Moon not because necessarily of the Sailor Scouts. He's killed because Zoicide is a dick. Yep. <laughs> Essentially. Yep. So we get like, I, I feel like we're going to, we're setting up for that later on. Sorry for those who just got spoiled with the uh, Sailor Moon there. Yeah, it's only been on since 1992. So I apologize for that. <laughs> overall, overall this episode, uh, is not necessarily, uh, not the greatest. I, I didn't enjoy the animation. I didn't enjoy, uh, really any of that. So, so that's my thoughts. But that's my thoughts. Ray, special guest today. What do you think of this episode of Gurren Lagann? Being your first full episode of Gurren Lagann, what do you think um, of it? Um, there's a lot of drilling. <laughs> I like drilling. I know. <laughs> um, I, I know that, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, you trying to find oil back there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. The black gold. <laughs> God. <sighs> um, Silver I like brown gold. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. All right. Back to the... That re- means you've drilled too far. Back to your thoughts. <laughs> lord almighty. Um, I like the mechs, and like Bill said, I think they get kind of lazy in their animation, though. Just as coming as an art guy, you know, I'm not like a super art guy, but um, it would be nice to see if they if they maybe took it a little more serious. But, you know, some animes aren't serious, like the like Excel Saga. Hey, you know, there's our mention of Excel. Completely wacko, so... Would you think watching this one episode you'd want to keep, you'd want to keep watching? Parts of me do, and other parts don't. What's drawing? What, what's drawing you to it? Mainly, I just want to know, you know, what the mystery is about it. You know, why are these characters? You know, why are there beast men? Why mm-hmm. are they in these suits? These mechs? Yeah. Maybe just to f- figure out what the plot is, because I think. I know just from watching this one episode, I didn't get much of the plot uh, in, a, in a whole, but... You got you got a decent amount of, of interesting points, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's setting up for, for kind of where we're yeah. going for a little bit yeah. here, so... Okay. So overall, possibly we continue watching? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bill! Final thoughts? Like you said, it's not as bad as last week. Yeah. Some things happen. But I think this is still a budget episode. Not as bad as last week, but, you know, this is a half-price one at least. Yeah. And I think it suffers for it. I think it'd be fine if we actually got some amazing animation and we got to see the mech fights. And mm-hmm. But as it stands, it was just sort of a lot of people standing around reacting. It's it's a lot of sound effects, a lot of a lot of grunting and, and, and explosions and badly animated explosions. And, yeah, it was kind of a mess of an episode in some ways. But... You know, I, I think there were, I think, more redeeming qualities this time than there were in this, oh, especially the last episode. We got we got a lot of good setup, I think, coming yeah. forward. So, uh, but that is our review of Gurren Lagann episode seven. Um, and next week we will be back with our review of episode eight, which is later, buddy. Which is 
<laughs> very tame of a title compared to the other ones. So, um, does that one have a dual title as well? I think it did. I think I think it did, but I did not catch that dual title this time around. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just later, buddy. So later, buddy. Goodbye, loser. <laughs> yes, that's 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 the other <laughs> title. Uh, that, that's the the odd translation. Um, but we'll be back for that. But until then, Bill, you want to take us out? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I've had enough of Josh's impudence. I'm Bill. What has this bozo gotten himself into now? Talk about myself, folks. <laughs> it's Andy. First, I need to put some clothes on. Well, I mean, yeah, so we can go outside because it's cold. You don't want to go outside like that. Sure I do. And what's your name? Alan Blue. <laughs> he did. He did it this time. <laughs> what's your What's your What's your real name? Uh, <laughs> I'm Ray. Thank you. And no, I'm blue. No, this happens on. If you, this happens a lot of times on, on 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 the Pokemon Generations that's, as well. That's just funny. No, but it happens all the time with Bill too. I don't know, many, you don't usually yeah. listen, but but Bill does the same thing. Oh, and we will see you next time. <laughs> hey guys! Like, oh hey Ray, what's going? Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh, say bye-bye. Bye-bye? So anyway, I say seamanship is in boats? No, I'm not an expert. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to other great shows like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Pone Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, New Blood Rising, Words of Geekdom, and our two newest shows, the Reanimator Podcast and the Taco Tuesday Podcast.